Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silouan. Great to be with you on this beautiful Wednesday. It is a week discussing the social dilemma. I do want to make a small apology. You can't help but talk about a topic like this, the impact of social media on our society, on our families, on our kids, without sounding a little bit doom and gloom. And by nature, I am not doom and gloom. I wake up every day and my attitude is typically, let's get some. Even if I was lying in bed, down in the dumps, wanting to stay there. By the time I rise, put on my pants and my shoes, meet the day, kiss my wife and hug my kids, I'm ready to get some. But sometimes, in order to get some, you got to be honest about what you're facing. Today's one of those days being honest about what we're facing. I'm going to begin with a few verses from the good book, from Luke chapter 19, verses 41 through 46. This is from the New International Version. Feel free to uh, reference your version of choice and preference. As he approached Jerusalem, he being Jesus, As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. When Jesus entered the temple courts, he began to drive out those who were selling. It is written, he said to them, my house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. The people he was talking to were blinded. What were they blinded by? And what was the enemy? It wasn't a literal enemy outside the gates with spears, no. It was an enemy of commerce. It was the people in the temple. It was the world with their riches and their goods surrounding them constantly, daily, saying this is what is important. It's not God. It's the money. It's the flashy stuff. It's the women. It's the sex. And they had allowed themselves to be so consumed by it, they were literally blind to what was going on. And because of that, they couldn't even recognize God. Think about that. They were blinded. There's Jesus performing miracles, fulfilling prophecy. They couldn't see it. Now, if they couldn't see Jesus, what happens to us in our world where Jesus isn't walking around in a robe and sandals performing miracles. What do we get blinded to? Social media, that we've been talking about this week, exists 
to do one thing. Make money. Just like the robbers in the temple. Those who were selling. To do that, they got to have your children. Your children are the product. See, you're the product too, but your children are not only the product now, they're the future product. They are the commodity needed for their growth. They need your children to think that technology, social media, the wizards behind the curtains are God. They want to surround them. They want to envelop them. They want you to feel comfortable behind your filters and all the precautions you take when you give your 9-year-old or 12-year-old or 16-year-old a phone. And they're doing it to fool you. Collectively, they are smarter than you. If you try to play the game with them, they will win. The example that we have set for our children, allowing their lives to be surrounded by this, is what leads to destruction. We've allowed them to encircle us, to enter our cities, our homes, so to speak. Because early on, we didn't recognize what was happening. And then when we did, we didn't do anything about it because we were as sucked in as they are. Doesn't have to be that way, though. It does not have to be that way. You got to gird your loins and tell yourself that. You got to look in the mirror. You got to make different decisions with yourself, with your friends. I came home the other day and my nine year old Gabriel was running from the woods with a big stick. There wasn't a piece of electronics near him, and he was excited. He was screaming, he was jumping. He had just seen three deer in the woods, and they were running, and he was running. He'd been on patrol, as he put it to me. (laughs) Been on patrol. Gabriel has no electronic device of his own. His screen time, Monday through Friday, is basically zero, unless we catch him like looking over somebody's shoulder at something. Zero. Now, on the weekends... Might let him watch some documentaries, a movie or two, totally supervised, out in the open, in a room. What's the result of that? The kid is Beskar Steel. All you Mandalorian friends will know what I'm talking about. He is lean. He is mean. He is strong. Full of energy. Constant excitement. Always talking about the adventures he's going to have that day and he's going to have a year from now and that he's going to have when he's older. Now, what are most of his nine-year-old peers doing? As we saw from the statistics I talked about on Monday, yesterday, they're staring at screens. They're getting fat. They're being raised by someone other than their parents. They're the opposite of Beskar Steel, and I know their futures. Lemmings, sheep. Let's be honest. Most kids in school are sheep. Most of them. They're going to grow up to be sheep, just like their parents. Okay? Counting the days they can retire. That ain't life. Don't let it happen. Don't let it be you. Get off the couch. Get outside. Go on patrol. Like Gabriel. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're single. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you've got a big family. 
Set the example. What's your life going to be? Is your life going to be one of prayer? Or is your life going to be one navigating a den of robbers? I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But it has to be done. It can be done. You know how Gabriel starts every day? He starts every day standing in prayer with his brothers and sisters. Every day. Day after day. Year after year. Makes a difference. Day after day. Year after year. It makes a difference. Day after day. Year after year. Standing in prayer. Playing outside. Dreaming. Makes a difference day after day, year after year, staring at a phone, being sold things, seeing things that are inappropriate, year after year, it makes a difference. What's your home going to be? Is your home going to be a house of prayer? Or is your home going to be a den of robbers? A den of thieves that you have allowed in every minute, every second, that you allow yourself to succumb to that instead of doing the good things. Not only are you allowing yourself to be influenced by a den of robbers, by a den of thieves, you're becoming them. See, that's a scary thing about social media. We become the thing that we don't like. Think of how much of social media is gossip. Think of how much of it is seeing things that we judge it's so easy to judge in social media because there's no one there to argue with. You're flipping through. You can look at the, your political opponents and judge them. You can be looking at inappropriate things and judge them, even though you're the one looking at inappropriate things. And then as that becomes what you do, in essence, you become them. And then the den of thieves gets bigger. The den of robbers gets bigger. That's why to go back to our original Bible verse. See, that's a scary thing. That's what Jesus saw. Is that when, when, when he entered the city and he looked around and he saw the enemy and it was everywhere, that's because it was everyone. It's because most of the people in that city had become sin, had become evil, had become robbers. They'd allowed it to happen. It was everywhere. You know, there's, there's, there's so many references in the Bible about how hard it is to find God in salvation. You know, the proverbial camel going through the eye of a needle. Now, why is that? Because we're in a battle. We're in a battle. And there's a force out there that wants you. It does not want you looking at God. It wants you consuming things. It wants you buying things. It wants you being distracted it does not want you playing in nature. It does not want you standing in prayer. It does not want you helping the poor. It does not want you visiting prisons. It does not want you inviting people to church. It does not want you realizing that to the day you die, to your very last breath, you can do things that matter. You can help others. You can pray. And it's all around us. And sadly, it is so powerful if we are not conscious of it, if we do not fight it, if we do not do the opposite things, just by default, we become part of it. It is so true in so many ways throughout history, throughout life. 
All that has to happen for evil to win is for good people to do nothing, to not fight back. What's your home going to be? Is your home going to be a house of prayer? Or is your home going to be a den of robbers? And it will become one or the other. And if you don't make a choice and if you don't make a stand, it's going to be the den of robbers. And you might look all nice on the outside. You might check all the boxes of what a good person is supposed to be. But when you look inside, when you open that door, that's what you'll find. But it is worth the fight to become a house of prayer. It's worth it. Get up. Open the word. Pray. Start your day that way. When you fall, get up again. When you make a mistake, get up again. Keep moving forward. You're not alone. Literally every week, the number of people listening to this podcast grows. There are more of you. Heck, that's one thing you can do. Help me spread the word of this podcast. You want to not feel alone? Share something you've learned or listened to or agreed with or maybe not agreed with. But you're not alone. When I started this, I wondered, will I be alone? (laughs) Will I get a few family and friends to listen and then it'll peter off and I'll be talking to myself? But no, as we go on day after day, month after month, just like little Gabriel and his brothers and sisters standing in prayer, we're growing. There's more of us, and I have faith that it will continue to be that way. And we will continue to draw others towards a life of prayer. The real odyssey, the odyssey that God will take you on filled with adventure and excitement in life. So until next time, my friends, you be sure and aim high. Go on patrol in the woods. Carry a stick. Look for deer. Spread your wings. Imagine you're that hawk flying overhead. Bow your head. Get down on your knees. Stand however you pray. And use that as fuel and energy to keep your eyes on the things that matter. Until next time, I'm your host, Silouan. Be sure to spread the word. Gather your friends around the podcast. And let's all share a little peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.